Welcome back to the Retro Craptacular Podcast, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Hi, man. How's it going? <laughs> Did you say each munch? <laughs> I think I said month. <laughs> each month. I didn't I didn't get the th. I don't know why I thought head. it was so funny, but I did. Each would you think I said munch? I heard each munch. Each munch. <laughs> That's pretty good. We'll listen back to it later. I'm not gonna redo it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well hello, Aaron. Hey it's been a month you looked at well. for the listeners, yet mere days for us. Yes. Something pretty- unusual here at the retro craptacular. Should we not shatter the illusion? I think we did last episode. Yeah, we did. Well, oh yeah, no, we mentioned that we were going to record another one. Yeah. All right, cool. And I mean, we, 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 we like to start our podcasts by talking about current events in, in media that interest us. And uh, that can't really be the case on this episode. Not really. So I'm going to talk about a very uncurrent event. Mm, sounds good. I've been rewatching the Young Indiana Jones TV show. I forgot that was a thing that existed. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty good. Really? Yeah. Like, like how? Like how is that good? Um it sounds like a terrible idea. It was very very expensive to make and that's why it was that's why it kind of holds up. Oh, okay. Like it 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 was shot in like thirty five different countries. Wow! Over the course of like two years, and this aired on like ABC too. It's not even like this was like a HBO series or anything. Like this was on basic cable, huh? And George Lucas was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna spend the money to make this show because I think it'd be cool." Wow! And it's like, yeah, it's it's from the '90s, so it's like a, it's a little. Tainted by the 90s? A little tainted by the 90s. Like, the production value isn't super duper high, but it's, like, definitely higher than other TV from the 90s. And it, What was yeah. other TV from the 90s? I'm drawing a blank here. Friends? I okay. mean, that's not a good What's, example. Yeah. Um, was Relic Hunter in the 90s? Like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Relic Hunter was definitely from the 90s, yeah. I would think. Uh, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, those kind of things, right? Okay. Like, and it's like a step up. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, for cool. sure, because yeah, it's okay. all it's all period pieces, right? Like, of course, early nineteen hundreds, and like the episode that I was just watching, they're like in the middle of the desert, like they're they're filming in in the middle of the um, is that big desert? Sahara. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like I was lo- tempted to just say Goji just to throw you off, but that'd be the Gobi. Goji's a berry. I like Goji berries. Yeah, they're good. Um, it's like a lot of the, in a lot of the cases, like if you see you know Palestine on as, as the, the the title card, that's where they filmed. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. Um. I, 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 yeah, I don't know why I had a sudden desire to watch it. I just, uh, I owned one of the episodes on VHS, (laughs) as I think a lot of people did. If you bought the, the box set, it came with, uh, 
a VHS of The Treasure of the Peacock's Eye. That sounds special. Yeah, it's uh, it it's a it's one of the weir- weirder one. Like it starts off like a, I think they picked it because it starts like a normal Indiana Jones adventure, where like him and his friend are going off treasure hunting. They're looking for this diamond that belonged to Alexander the Great, but then like by the end of the movie, it ends with them getting like shipwrecked on this island, um, and like they get taken in by this this tribe of 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 you know, in the people who are indigenous to this island, um, and uh, eventually, like a ship comes by to save them. But like the last twenty to twenty-five minutes of the movie is just them on this uh, island. Island. It's very, very weird. Hmm. Very weird. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, they came up with them on on DVD ages ago. Uh, but there was like, for some reason it popped up in my Amazon, uh, you know, just like based on things you've searched recently. Um, and there was like a smoking deal on, on these box sets. So I bought two of them and I've like done two of the same. No, two, there's three volumes. Oh, I see. I thought you were like, yes, that sounds great. I'll take two. <laughs> I'll take two. <laughs> um, no, uh, but weird. Right. yeah, uh, yeah, I bought two of them, and I've been I've been watching two complete them. sets. Yeah, uh, I got like fifteen feature length episodes. Man, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, because I guess George Lucas kind of took some of the episodes, or took all the episodes, and edited edited them all into. Like feature length movies mm-hmm. on, on their own kind of thing, because he can't ever just let anything go out the way it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That, that's what I've been up to. Crazy. That's that's non-current. Yeah. What about you? Have you watched anything in the what has it been a day, day and a half since we recorded? <clears throat> um, I mean, I guess. I mean, I did start watching a, a Netflix OG. Ooh, do um, tell. It's called The Hollow. Have you seen the trailers for this? The, is it the German one? No, no. That's called Dark. Dark. And it, I have seen the first season of that, and it was very compelling. Oh, cool. I think you've talked about it before on the show. Also, no, I, I definitely recommend just watching it in German, the, the English dub was not left a lot to be desired not good okay um cool, but cool. it helps that i know a lot of german too but For anyway sure, yeah yeah the hollow is this i remember when it popped up it's this very strange looking kind of animation that seems like kind of kind of basic and odd this is weird kind of like <gasps> maybe, i don't think who you all right yeah what doggy <laughs> Yeah, the the animation I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like parts of it are really simple and angular, and then parts of it are just yeah. I don't know, it's hard to describe. I'm not good at describing animation, but the animation is is odd looking, and that kind of like turned me off right away. I was like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. that doesn't look very interesting to me. And mm-hmm. I just ignored it. But then I kind of started reading the the synopsis a bit later, and then it was just kind of one of those. I feel like watching something, but I'm too tired to watch something that's so interesting. 
that I was like, hmm, I'm just going to put on an episode of The Hollow. And it's uh, turned, it turns out it's Canadian, which I thought was really oh, interesting. Oh, that's kind of cool. Features, yeah, almost all Canadian cast. Zelda's definitely at the window. At the window. Oh, good. Yeah, she'll go away eventually. That poor baby. Um, yeah. Including... So, uh, so what's it? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, including uh, our own Ashley Bell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From from, hey- from Vancouver. Does she just live there now? Yeah, she's from Vancouver. She's yeah. in Hay Ocean. Yeah, I've met her once, actually. It was. She wouldn't remember me. No. Ashley, if you're listening. I know you're not. Uh, you don't know me. But... Yeah, it's it's basically like three kids wake up in a room, in like a, just a square room with no memories at all. Oh, crazy. And then like, they're like, oh, there's a grate up there and there's a typewriter on the ground and a small grate in the center of the floor, like a drain, a drain looking thing. And then gas starts to come out of it. And they, like, need to quickly escape the room. That's kind of how it starts. So it starts like the Phantom Menace? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, they have no memories. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's the big thing. They have literally no memory at all. They don't even know who they are. And they find pieces of paper in their pockets that have a name on them. And that's how they assume what their names are. And it's like, I thought it was going to be this weird, dumb kids show, but it's actually like, I mean, part of it is kind of dumb kids showy. There's cool, parts yeah. of it that are really goofy and stuff, but then it's also like really kind of dark and mysterious. That's called The Hollow. The Hollow. Huh. Cool. Yeah. And I'm... Would you I, recommend? I would recommend. I, I haven't seen all of it, so I don't know how it ends. I don't know if, it, if there's, you know, payoff. And I have theories about what's going on, but I just don't know. But... Yeah, that really piqued my interest. Um, I'm interested to see how it goes. Sweet. Yeah. I started watching the first episode of a show called The Terror. The Terror. Sorry, season two of The Terror. Uh, it's a it's an anthology show. Oh. Uh, season uh, one is available on Amazon Prime, uh, and season two is available on uh, BitTorrent. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a it's a horror anthology. So each season, it's kind of like American Horror Story, where like each season is just a totally new story. Except this one, I don't think carries over the cast at all. Oh, um, so like season one is about some people stranded in the Arctic. Um, yeah, and then during like the eighteen hundreds or whatever, they're like, or maybe even before then, they're like explorers huh. on like a sailing ship. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that. I just started watching season two because season two uh, really piqued my interest because it takes place during World War II in a Japanese internment camp. Whoa. Um, so, like, after Pearl Harbor, the U.S. government rounded up anyone of Japanese descent Yep. and put them all in um, internment camps. Sounds um, heavy. Yeah, so basically it deals with, like, a, a woman... Japanese woman at the very beginning kills herself by taking out one of her hair pin things. She's got these long wooden mm-hmm. hair pins and stabbing it through her ear. Through her ear? Into her brain. Oh. Yeah, it is. Oh, it, dude, it is 
cringeworthy. Like, it, there's the two things I don't like. It's like things going in ears and anything happening to like gums and teeth. Ew. I don't like seeing like teeth smashed. Like, if there's like someone gets like their teeth smashed by like a rock or something or teeth pulled out, that's a big like ugh, for me. I don't know why. Or like someone just has gingivitis. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> Brush your fucking teeth. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so yeah, through the brain, huh? So anyway, and so then like... Um, Does it come out the, the other side? No. Lame. Um, and then the, the, the citizens believe that it's... Uh, I can't tell if it's her spirit that, that is haunting them or if just a, a vengeful spirit from Japan has come to... This camp. I'm assuming they're in a camp, but I don't know. <laughs> it's so just have to keep watching. Yeah. Um, and maybe, yeah, maybe it's just an all Japanese neighborhood. I mean, that kind of happened, right? Like, yeah, that's still a thing that happens. You know, like that's these like different like um, communities stick together. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where like the ghettos come from, right? Like you'll have like an, a, an Italian ghetto, a Jewish ghetto. I mean, ghetto now has like a Different, different con- connotation, different yeah. connotation yeah, too. But that was the, the the term for it, right? So maybe it's just yeah, it's just a Japanese ghetto. Ghetto, yeah. Um, but the one of the cool things, the reason I, I uh, one of the other reasons I started watching it is George Takei is in it. Oh hey, I haven't seen him in and a while. And he is fantastic. Oh good. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Yeah, and uh, it's it's actually kind of interesting that he's in this show because he actually was in one of the internment camps when he was a kid oh boy yeah so um i, I read an interview with him where he, he kind of talked about that so wow yeah that's what I, I, I i'm i'm really digging it so far i have like literally i have like 10 minutes left in the episode i was hoping i'd get to finish it before oh, shoot. we uh started recording but i, I just couldn't so um, i'm looking forward to it um, I mean, by the time this comes out, I think the whole season will be out. Um, there's six episodes out so far right now, but by the time this goes up, it should be pretty close to being done. So, okay. actually, maybe not. What? Well, We're actually, not that we'll, far away from we'll, October. But anyways, yeah, we'll talk about it <laughs> in November, I guess. Sure. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the movie that we watched. Unless there's anything per- pressing that you want to bring up, but I think no. I think the only thing pressing is. This movie, yeah, that we need to to talk about. So we watched Psycho Four: The Beginning, which was also the end. It was the end, wasn't it? Um, we were originally going to watch Psycho Two, but then I looked at the back of the DVD, and Psycho Four was like twenty five minutes shorter. So we watched <laughs> that instead. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, love yes. it. It's a good choice, good choice. And I'm glad we did because I did some Wikipedia-ing and apparently like Psycho uh, 2 actually got like somewhat acceptable reviews. No, like not like great reviews, but like good. People are like, yeah, see it maybe. All right. Or don't, whatever. Well, yeah, Psycho 4, the beginning, yeah. definitely sounded like it was going to be worse. For sure. So it was a TV movie. Right off the bat, loving it. That aired on Showtime, so you could see boobs. And um, there were. There were some boobs, yeah. 
And a half a butt. Yes. A man butt. Half a man butt. Anyways, uh, so it aired on Showtime in 1990 during a psycho um, uh, retrospective event that was hosted by Janet Lee. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And it was part of the... Oh, maybe it was like the... 30th anniversary of Psycho? When Did that come out in 1960? No idea. Okay, I will kind of just casually look it up while pretending... Yeah, it did come out in 1960. Perfect. <laughs> so, you, you, have you seen... You've seen the original Psycho, I assume? Yeah, but I mean, it's been a really long time. I don't For sure. remember it For super sure. well. Um, It is, you know, in many, many ways a classic. Yeah. And considered to be, you know, maybe the grandfather of, of the modern slasher film. If Halloween is the father, it's like it it owes a little bit, probably to Psycho. You know, that seems um, to be the the general consensus. Yeah, I saw Psycho for the first time on Halloween, at the Empire Seven on Granville Street. Oh, which, uh, it's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they had this like thing that they did where they did, uh, film prints whenever they could. And this was a film print, 35 mm-hmm. millimeter film print. Uh, and yeah, on Halloween they showed Psycho. So I totally went and saw that. Wow. And it was great. Um, I was also at film school at the time. And, uh, so it was like a cool film nerd thing to do is go see Psycho on 35 millimeter on Halloween. And, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so I've never seen any of the sequels. This is the only sequel. And what a sequel it was. To cycle. It 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 uh, it is a sequel. It that happened, is, yeah. That is true, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is it is both a a sequel and a prequel. Yes. I'm actually really interested to to uh give ourselves the challenge of recalling the plot. Sure. Um it, it, it's, it's gonna be a challenge. <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost like, um, it's like a series of like vignettes, almost, or or like a like a tales from the crypt kind of deal, where the framing device is not the crypt keeper sitting there reading you stories. It's uh, a radio show hosted by. Uh, CCH Pounder, who, what, what's her name in the movie? It doesn't matter. She said it so she many said times. It so many times. It's the name Janet? of the show. It's not Janet. It begins with an A. Um, Aretha. It's Aretha. Aretha Franklin. No. Um, Alice. Nope. Abaca. So Fran. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Fran Ambrose. Right. The Fran Ambrose show. That's where the A was coming from. So she's hosting a show on matricide, mm-hmm. which is boys that kill their mothers. Um, and one of her guests is... It definitely sounds like something, by the way, that you spray on your mattress to kill bed bugs. I'm just totally. saying. Matricide, yeah. yeah. Matricide. I am signing up for the patent right now. We're patenting matricide. Perfect. Yeah, we're going to get rich. Filthy rich. So rich. Anyways, 
Do people even have bed bugs anymore? Is that like a thing? I mean, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I've never had to deal with that. Where was I? She's matricide. Bed bugs. Yes. She's talking to a psychologist who wrote a book called The Mother Killers, Boys mm-hmm. Who Kill Their Mothers. Yeah, because young boys were well within his sphere. His sphere of expertise. His sphere of yeah. expertise, yes. Which is not a thing you want to say. Never. Ever, nope. let alone in public on a radio show. It was... It didn't feel good. It no, it did not. It and there's a lot of things in this in this particular film that don't feel good. True. Um, beginning with, so so the framing devices. Anthony Perkins, Norm, Norman Bates, calls in to this radio show and says, like, "Oh, well, you want you're talking about matricide. Why don't you talk to someone who actually killed their mother?" Like me, and they're like, dun, dun, "What the dun. fuck?" And uh, it's funny because they actually—it starts with them actually having someone on the show who has killed his mother. Yeah, along with his grandfather, who was his mother's father. Yeah, and the dude's just like, "Yeah, I killed my mom. It was awesome." And she's like, "I went to prison for four years." And I'm like, four years? "What the fuck?" God, it must be good to be white in America. Oh my word, right? Like, and then, and then she's like. <laughs> So your grandson killed your daughter. Like, how does that make you feel? You must have loved your daughter. And the grandfather's just like, she was a bitch. <laughs> she didn't deserve to have this son who killed her. And yeah. then, like, really quickly, they stop having They're those like, guests on. Because what the fuck? They're like, yeah, you gots to go. And then, so then uh, uh, Norman Bates calls in and uses the, the pseudonym Ed. Which Classics. Is kind of a nod to Ed Gein, who is the real life serial killer who inspired Psycho and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I didn't know that. Yeah, I learned something new every day. And basically, yeah, it's just then proceeds to like flash back. He'll be like, they'll be like, so who was the first person you killed? And he'll be like, oh, it was this girl who tried to have sex with me. And then it just cuts to like a flashback of this like super horny girl just showing up at the Bates Motel and being like, hey, Norman, do you find me attractive? And he's like, not inordinately. She's like, cool. Do you want to go up into your house and bone? He's like, not inordinately. (laughs) Yep. This is very accurate. (laughs) I'm not I'm not exaggerating too much. Nope. Don't fireworks get you hot? Yeah. Not inordinately. <laughs> yeah. He says that about three times. Um, yeah. And so it's just like a series of like flashbacks. Of like, well, when did this happen? When did that happen? And it's like, it's very, like, it's not a good idea for a movie, right? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. It made the pacing like super freaking awkward. Yeah. Well, and especially, like, because you kind of jump around, right? Like, it's, like, Absolutely. first it's, like, him when he's already killed his mother. Uh, You know, like, in, in, in that first sort of story where he's talking about the girl that tried to have sex with him, she, you know, his mother's already dead, and her taxidermy body is yeah, but, in and, her bedroom. And I thought that he had said that that was his first murder or something, so I was, like, really confused as to why his mother was already dead. I mean, it was the first murder that wasn't his mother. 
okay. but also it but wasn't. Also, no, it wasn't because he murdered Chet. Well, Chet. Well, he murdered them at the same time. But then, what about the older woman that he was making out with, the elephant tongue lady? That's out of context. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, I, that was after. I think he said that was the second murder. Oh yeah, maybe again. Not very the, clear. No, it was but all then over the also place. like it cuts back to him being like a child at one point at like his father's funeral and like yeah and like his mother all over the place. His mother's looking real sad, but then she starts like tickling him. And then he like can't hold at it. the funeral at the funeral yeah and then he can't hold it in and he like gives out a chortle and she really really quickly slaps him super hard in the face there was no stunt double for that kid no nope, wow that kid got slapped he got slapped in the face real hard <laughs> she was like don't you have any respect for the dead <laughs> talk about how his dad died because it's kind of hilarious right yeah my dad died when I was six and yeah it goes to the flashback of the of he was, the funeral he was stung to death by bees yep which like. They don't say if he was allergic or not. No. But they say like he got stung so many times by bees that he died. And then Which they like ha- absolutely is a thing. Sure. But is it though? Like I mean, I feel like that's a lot of bee stings. Yeah, you don't. Uh, there's, there's like if a, you're allergic, absolutely. I think there there is a weird thing with like bees stinging you, where like if enough sting you, like the probability of you having an anaphylactic shock. Starts to go up or something like that. Okay. I can't quite remember yeah, that how it kind of makes sense. Yeah, but like it can happen. But they, it is they a stung weird him thing like to inside just... his mouth is what he said. Yeah, like, they got in his mouth somehow, which is I don't know. Probably because he was like, ah, not the bees, not the bees. Like it was Nicholas Cage. His dad was Nicholas. He was Cage. Yeah, yeah. His dad was Nicholas Cage. We cracked it. It makes so much sense. And that's why he's so fucking crazy. He blamed his mom this whole time. Oh my god, guys. But fucking Nicolas Cage was his dad. But fucking Nicolas Cage (laughs) was the thing you just said. (laughs) You can quote me on (laughs) that. That didn't come out right. Nope. Neither did Norman. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Sorry for the peak. Yeah, that was, wow, that was a big one. Um. You're welcome. And I'm sorry. That's all right. You're welcome. Thank you. So, <laughs> but the weirdest thing about this is they don't have a closed casket. They just <laughs> put a handkerchief over his face. Yeah. And then, like, I guess it's hot in the church, and so they got a fan going, and it just, like, blows the handkerchief off his face at one point. At which point, one of the people goes over and just closes the casket. Yeah. Which should have been closed the whole time, because... Yeah, his face was all fucked up. Man, there is nothing. It's so weird. Yeah, it's super weird. I don't. I don't understand why any sequels were made to Psycho. I had. I had literally no idea that there were any sequels, let alone two, three, and four. Like before, you asked, like, "Oh, which Psycho sequel do you want to watch?" I was like, "What?" Yeah. Well, there was like. So the yeah, uh-huh. there's a TV show also. That's what I was trying to get at. Um, that that is like the good version of this movie, where it kind of follows Norman. It's it's a modern. It takes place in modern day, right? Um, but it follows uh, yeah, Norman as a kid and his relationship with his mother, and. Uh, you know, like it chronicles them buying the motel and stuff like that, and 
him learning to kill. Um, but it's not as like, at least as far as I got, I never watched all five seasons. I think I stopped at the end of season two, uh, cause it wasn't on Netflix. The season three wasn't on Netflix yet. And I wanted to binge it and I couldn't. So then I moved on to other things. Uh, but it, as one is wont to do, it never got in my memory. It never got as like weirdly sexual as this movie. Yeah, there's so many weird scenes where she's scared of like his mother is scared of lightning and thunder, and. She tells she's like in bed, like screaming for him to come, you know. Yeah, and he like he runs through the storm from the front desk up yeah. to the house. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Through the rain, he gets yeah. all wet. And then she's like, "Come here, not in those wet clothes. Take them off." And then, so, so he, he does. Strips down to his tidy whities Yeah, and gets into bed with her, and she says, "Hold me." Yeah, and then they're cuddling, and then I guess. He gets a boner that yeah and then she oh he first he freaks out and runs away because he got a boner because he got a boner and then there's another scene later where somehow they end up rolling around on top of each other on the floor yeah so it's it's the, like the hottest day of the summer and she's really hot and fanning herself in right. her like nightgown or whatever yeah. or like robe really it's like a silk robe yeah and she asks him to what was the word oh blot 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 her blot her with her orange flower water yeah orange blossom water i don't know orange Something. blossom is a thing but i'm pretty sure she said orange flower yeah her orange flower water sure maybe which is orange colored water from flowers you know or, what I mean? Yeah. It no, sounds like it something she got ripped really. off. Yeah. With like an apothecary soldier. Yeah. Oh, have some orange flower water. It'll make yeah. you good. With, just buy it. Yeah, that definitely happened. She was dumb. Um, so yeah, blot her. Using his fingers. Yeah, which like is a word I have only ever heard in the context of our era was will blot out the sun. 300. Yeah, I think it's the only totally. the only time I've ever heard that. Yeah, blot to blot out. I, I don't know that that to me means like maybe if there's like a, a stain or like you spilled something, you blot it up. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I don't. But like cover up, I guess. Is yeah, we po- should have looked up. Possibly well, we could look. Uh, it's not worth it. You you keep telling. Okay, and so time. he like gets this orange flower water on his fingers and like starts massaging it into her ankles and like working his way up her leg and she's kind of like "Mm." and it's 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 already really weird and he's like nervous and weird about it because he you know can't can't understand his feelings in this matter really at all um and then he gets you know like up to the knee and then like the robe starts to fall down a bit I feel so uncomfortable even describing this. Uh, And then he accidentally tickles her and she like moves and he kind of off screen. We don't really see it, but apparently drops the orange flower water. We don't actually see it. There's just kind of a sound. They probably didn't want to waste it. 
And so they just pretended to spill it. Uh, at which point she, he kind of falls over in panic and she kind of like, Oh, she starts le- to tickle him Like again. leaps up and like jumps onto him and he's like, and is like, you like naughty boy for spilling my water. And like in a kind of a, a joking way though, and starts to tickle him. And then the response there is that they are like rolling uh, on the floor together. Like, like Anakin and Padme. Totally. It's a total Anakin Padme vibe, and it's like as uncomfortable. Ah, uh, yeah. Maybe more uncomfortable. I'm gonna go with more because yes. then, yeah, he ends up on top, and they're like panting and and smiling, and it is very much like a young lovers in the field moment, except it's him and his mom, and then there's that pause, and then her face changes, and it is and his face changes. Because he realizes that he is sprung yeah. on top of his mom. Yeah. And she is not happy about that, which I cannot blame her for. It makes... You can blame her for asking to be blotted. Absolutely. Yes. Which, by the way... Oh, you found the definition, did you? Uh, as a noun, it is a dark mark or stain, typically one made by ink, paint, or dirt. So it uh, does not apply. <laughs> a blot of ink. Or as a verb. To dry a wet surface or substance using an absorbent material. Also doesn't apply. Guy blotted his face with a dust rag. Or, to mark or stain something, dark patches of dirt blotted the gray dress. Still doesn't apply. Also known as a blotch. So no, it does not apply. You're correct. Okay, cool. Yep, that was... But that was the least weird thing about that scene. Yes. Uh, At which point, yeah, she freaks out. And gets really angry, calls him a dirty boy, tells him to forget that he has a penis. Yes. He's not allowed to remember that he has a penis. That's true. And she puts a dress on him Mm -hmm. and scrawls some lipstick on his face. Which, like, she does a terrible job. Yeah, you think, yeah, no. She was, yeah, no, it was sloppy. And puts him in a closet and says, like, you can come out when you've learned to not disagree with me when I tell you that you're a girl. Yes. I think, that I is, think is how that went. Like, almost verbatim. Yeah. yeah. And it's the sen- writing is top notch. Yeah, that's essentially how that scene ends. It's very... Yeah, it's, it's not... Look, the whole thing is, dare I say bad oh um interesting take (laughs) yeah (laughs) fucking horrible (laughs) the weirdest part for me is like you go blot yeah this is the word the word blot i'm very it upsets me a lot as yeah shouldn't have been used yeah um dab would have would have been appropriate dab is a is a synonym that is applied here um but anyways the weirdest part for me is that, like, you go through this whole thing. They figure out that it's while well, they're talking on the phone that they're talking to Norman Bates. Um, he has a wife who he met while he was in the sanitarium. She knows his entire past. Yeah, she was working there, like, to help. Yeah, to help people like Norman. So she knows how crazy town banana pants he is. And apt, very aptly put, and yet she still marries him. Well, but so you know, at the when he 
when he first calls, he says, "Well, now I'm gonna have to, you know, you know, you." Uh, they say, "Oh, you've you've killed someone before." I said, "Yes," and now I'm gonna have to do it again. And they they kind of figure out that he's planning to kill his wife because she's pregnant, and he doesn't want to basically continue his genealogy, which kind of makes sense because he thinks that. It's uh, his condition is solely genetic, and that's why he kills people and doesn't think that he should spread on his his DNA, which he blames his mother for passing on to him. Right, which he describes yeah. with uh, the very well put line of. Uh, well, let me just see how it went precisely. I would hate to screw this up. Yeah, you wrote down a couple good lines, <clears throat> actually. I have her seed in me. Which we definitely both <laughs> had to do a bit of a double take when we first heard that. Because it's like... <laughs> what? It's not something you hear a man say, usually. About like, a woman. Like, is it is it possible? Is it even remotely possible that that is one of those things that just like, oh, it meant something else back then when this no. movie was made? Nineteen ninety? No. 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 I have her seed in me. That like, you is would overtly hear... sexual. Yeah. Well, you would hear a man refer to his semen. Yep. As his seed. Yes. Or, you know that's fucking biblical. Yeah. Right. Um. But. <sighs> Yeah, no, never. No, never. And what he he meant the insanity. Yeah, I think so. Because like that's that's what he was talking about. As crazy as Norman Bates is, his mother was straight whacked. <laughs> yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> exactly. She he, was whacked, and he. She was whacked, and he whacked her. Oh. With the bottle of strychnine that they just keep in the pantry. Yeah, a common household item. Yeah. I got two. Poisons. uh, Oh, good. I'm glad you're moving out. Uh, (laughs) Poisons her and her boyfriend, Chet, which... Think of a better asshole name. There isn't one. Yeah. If you if you really for some reason like your life goal is to raise a child to be a douchebag, name him Chet. Yeah. If you want your that'll do, that'll do the trick. If you want your son to grow up to be a shitty stepdad in a trailer park, name them Chet. Yeah, there you go. That I feel is apt. And if your name is Chet and you're insulted by this Right into the show. Yeah, at, uh, let's retrocrappod at gmail.com. Let's hear from you. I would love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, and please be a dick about it. <laughs> please. Please be a dick about it. I mean, we didn't pull any punches with making fun of you. So I feel like it's only fair that you throw one back at us. Yeah. It's true. It is true. All right. <laughs> uh, oh. 
Do we just specifically try to pick a fight? Yeah. <laughs> With a potential listener? Yeah, named Chet. And you know what? I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> I feel like maybe that's not the first time we've done that either. No. Yeah. No, it's not. Oh, well. I don't know why. I don't know why I want to pick fights with everyone. Just something in me. The seed. The seed. <laughs> the seed of fighting. Oh, it's uh, so bad. Uh, but in all, in all actuality, uh, you know, we can always use more listener engagement. So if that comes so with yeah. someone being like, hey, my name's Chet. Fuck you. <laughs> then I'll be like, hey, man. He emailed in. That would be amazing. <laughs> That's... Oh, that's good. I oh. mean, there's tons of like, I don't know, one of my favorite podcasts uh, has a, a segment called Hate Mail, where they just read out oh. hate mail that they've gotten Beautiful. specifically because they also have a YouTube channel and part of it, it's uh, Mr. Sunday Movies. He has a podcast called The Weekly Planet, but he, he reads out like shitty YouTube comments Oh yeah, and just makes fun of people. They also have a, a great thing that they need to bring back uh, called Dave Crulier. Which is people writing in about uh, times that Dave Coulier from Full House was mean to them. <laughs> wow. Because apparently he's just a dick in in public, like to his fans. Wow. I that's can't. Interesting. Huh. I can't remember which uh, which character he was on Full House. I never, I, ever. I couldn't tell you watched either. the show. I have never. He was Joey slash Uncle Jasper. Means nothing to me. Same. Never seen the show. So Norman's going to kill his wife. Yeah, he's going to kill his wife. That's Which, right. Which, like, and I mean... Oh, right. So this like, is what this is what really pissed me off. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, let me just... Let me just so we spend the whole movie with this back and forth that he's having with the... the um, with Fran... Fran Ambrose, uh, and then he's like, "I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill my wife." There's no way around it. And he hangs up. Um. And she fucking get a friend. Fucking play with a raccoon or something. That would be hilarious. <laughs> she befriended the raccoon. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Also, I wouldn't trust that raccoon. No, no. Um, I'll be your friend. Get me all your food. Let me into your house. That's what raccoons sound like. I don't know if you've ever actually talked to one, but they're no, I real fucking skeevy. Yeah. I met one I met one the other day and he was like, hey, my name's Chet. <laughs> Perfect. Give me, give me all your avocados. <laughs> did we talk about that on the show? Yeah. I think we, we did. did. Yeah, yeah, at the time. Uh, I don't had, I don't remember what episode, but it was I think it was whichever one Oh, they had the one the, where I had to run outside. Actually there was a family of raccoons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Norman okay so Fran he's been talking to Fran Ambrose yeah uh, he spent the whole movie talking to her and then he's like that's it I'm gonna go kill my wife now can't do nothing about it bye hangs up and then we never see her again nope like there, I wish there was an after credit scene and maybe you know we didn't watch to the end where they're just like sitting around like her and her producer is played by John Landis they're just sitting around going like huh Wonder if he, uh, wonder if he did it. Oh well, nothing we can do now. Like you know, the next show is coming in. Like the 
because they said it goes off the air at 10 p.m., right? So maybe it's like the late night psychic or something comes in and she starts doing her show. And they're just like sitting there going like, huh, well, we almost stopped a murder. But, I mean, well, there you go. It's public radio. <laughs> Nothing you can do about it. Right? And I mean, like, I, like, like, there were times where, like, you know, she, like, muted her mic and was like, go call the fucking police and stuff. But, yeah. But, like, they weren't able to do anything. And, like, the police wouldn't say anything about Norman Bates because it was, like, privileged information. And sure, so like, sure. Well, they did try to do something. But, yeah, we just, we get nothing from them at the end of the movie. Which, yeah, there was a real lack of focus in this movie, I feel like. That's a good way to put it. Because it was like, who was the protagonist? We didn't find out until the last one minute. <laughs> well, the weirdest part is that the movie has a happy ending for yeah. Norman Bates. Yeah, which I mean, like, yeah, well, like, let, let's get to that in, in, in a second here. Because, yeah, he's going to, like, he's going to go kill his wife. And murder is definitely not the option yeah. when, you, when you don't want to have a kid. Well, but, and, like, and, like, the, the reason that he's, like, I've decided I have to murder her is because she went off the pill didn't tell him which bad that's, bad on her part yeah that that's that's a relationship ender in a lot of in a lot of people's for sure fears she also said that she would never uh get an abortion ever right that was yeah. kind of, she would never end a life within her even if it was to save her own that's exactly what he said yep and i'm like okay you know what that's your prerogative um, as the as the mother, mm-hmm. that you can make that choice. What Norman should have done, if he didn't want to use a rubber, I'd just go get the snip, dude. Yep, absolutely should. If have you're like, I do not want to pass on my genes to anybody because I murdered a lot of people, and I think that that has to do with my genetics. So. I'm just going to go to the doc and be like, hey, doc, chop my balls off. It's not. I mean, that w- it would work. It would. It would work. But, you know, vasectomy is probably the easier way to go. But easier than a castration. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well. N- hot knife. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Django Unchained. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. Good movie. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, he definitely should have gotten a vasectomy. Like, yeah, it's that that yeah. scene was so hard because it was like, ooh, she definitely should not have just gone off the pill without telling him. Like, tricked him into impregnating her. Essentially, yeah. that's what she did. That's not okay. Yeah, but like, she also shouldn't have wanted to have his baby in was, the first place. Let's every single thing about the scenario was wrong <laughs> from both sides. Yeah, he no should have one... had a vasectomy. She shouldn't have gone off the pill. She shouldn't have married that fucking psycho, and he should not kill her. Yeah. Like every every single part of it was wrong. Sure. Also, I really hope that people could hear the dog scratching at the window earlier, or else I just shouted, "Get a friend!" into nothing. <laughs> I mean, I hope that they didn't, because I I think that's amazing. Uh, yeah. Oh fuck. So he calls his wife, tells her to meet him at his mother's house because it's hey, it's his it's his birthday, isn't it? Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, it's his, it's his birthday. birthday. It's his birthday, uh, and he's like, "She's like, why do you want to meet there?" And he's like, "It's my birthday, isn't it?" And she's like, "Okay." And it's like, "Dude, he's like, I'm hanging up now, and then I'm leaving. I'm yeah. expecting to see you there." Yeah. Like, wow. It's like, dude, you should know. Like, this is where he went nuts and killed a bunch of women. 
Like, that was like his thing that he did. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was murder people in this house dressed as his mother. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, oh, what's going on? Oh, just show up. Oh, hey, Norman. Oh, I'm wanna... worried about you. Yeah, you want to go in the house? Okay, let's go. And then he's about to murder her, but then he catches a glimpse of his own eyes in the reflection of the knife. Yeah. And he can't do it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. oh, and just uh, another like, amazing quote that happens in this house. And that is, uh, you know, she gets scared of him because he's going to kill her. And, uh, yeah, he slams her against the wall. And he's like, what, are you afraid of me now? And, like, she has said before that she has faith in him. Yeah. That, like, he'll, like, she has faith that their baby won't be a psycho killer. That's what I say. And he, <laughs> nice. he's like, you're scared of me, huh? All that faith and no potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> what a line. What an amazing line to give someone before you're going to kill them. I know, right? That's amazing. If That's right up if there. If for with... no other reason than to make sure no one ever repeats that that's something you said. That, yeah. That would be the reason that you'd kill them. That's right up there with... Uh... Some motherfucker's always trying to ice skate uphill. (laughs) What was that from again? Blade. Yes. (laughs) So fucking ridiculous. All that faith and no No potatoes. potatoes. What the fuck? Like, Like, yeah, and you, you, uh, you offered an interesting hypothesis while we were watching this movie, and that's someone was writing the (laughs) script for this movie, and they thought... Then no one's gonna no one's gonna read this, are they? Yeah, and then no one did read it, and then they ended just up shot in the it. Fucking movie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they just kind of flipped through. They're like, okay, we need the house, we need a radio station, we need the motel, and that's all the locations. Okay, great. Oh, we need Norman's house. Perfect. All right, get get the yeah, just to get the four locations. Someone rent a camera, I guess, and we'll we'll shoot it. We'll shoot it. We're gonna do it. We're making Psycho Four, everybody. Great job. Make it cycle four. It's going to be great. It's going to be a real good movie. And it was not. No, no, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> or the writer was like, hey, here's the script. I didn't have time to write the dialogue, so we'll just put it in uh, later. But, you know, this is this is how you, you know, you need a radio station. You need a thing. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Cool. These are all. The, yeah, we'll shoot this. Fucking no one's gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I hope that wherever in the world that writer is, that they got just this small blossom of satisfaction in their heart while we watched this movie and marveled at the line. Yeah. All that faith and, and no, no potatoes. potatoes. There's there's some other good lines in there uh that you wrote down, uh, which we should mention briefly. Uh, I think we we did refer to Elephant Tongue Woman at one point. We did, yes. Um, I feel like that needs more explanation. Yeah, we kind of jumped back in time from from the present to a young Norman just macking down with an older woman in her car at two a.m. Well, she's not that much older though. No, no, she's like. But he was she's like, like a younger teenager. than his mother, maybe. Probably. Yeah. She's like maybe in her late 30s. Yeah. And he's yeah. like a teenager. Yeah. So I think, yeah, like older in comparison. Not like an old woman. But like, 
older than him. Yeah. Anyway, Mac and Down and uh Yeah, yeah, it was the first line that was said in that scene. Yeah. They're making out. There's some saucy music. And uh she pulls back for a moment, lost in her eyes, and delivers the line. You have a tongue like an elephant's memory. <laughs> Which like okay. <laughs> If you're thinking about elephants, I think what she's trying to say is that, like, his tongue is really long. I'm a, yeah, if, I mean, like, that has to be it. If you're thinking about elephants and, like, features that they have that are rather long. <laughs> there's a couple of things that come to mind. <laughs> other than memory. I'm just... <laughs> And like, it's not even it's not even a thing to say that someone has a long memory. No, that's not a thing. No, it's a good memory. Did she mean to say that you have a good tongue? Because that's a weird compliment. It's not a bad compliment. It's not. It's a bad just compliment. weird. Yeah, it's just weird. That's true. You have a tongue like an elephant's memory. Yeah, I mean, even if someone said now to me, block me. You- <laughs> <laughs> Like, if someone said to me, like, like you were going to say to me, like, oh, you have a good memory. And they're like, oh, you got, like, an elephant's memory. Yeah. Or you got a memory like an elephant. I'd be like, thanks. You know what, Aaron? You have a memory like an elephant's tongue. <laughs> huh? <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. I, uh, I don't like where this conversation's going. Um, no. Are there any other lines that we missed? I mean... No, those are, those are all. Those are all the ones we. Those, okay, those yeah. are the, those are the goldens. All the faith no potatoes. What was the other one again? I oh. have her seed. In I have her me. seed in me. Right. Oh, oh see, boy. I already, mm. already repressed. Repressed that. You already blotted that one out of I your mind. Blotted it. It's been blotted out. It has been bloat. <laughs> <laughs> I bloated from my mind. <laughs> Look. Oh. And then he doesn't kill his wife. He doesn't kill his wife. And he's like, he burns down the house and he's like, I'm free now. And she's like, I love you. Great. Okay. But the best part is that like, he burns down the house. It's nighttime. And like, it takes him a while to get out. He has to, the door ends up getting blocked. He has to go through the basement. It's this whole big thing. He's seeing the ghosts from his past. Yeah. Everyone he's killed. His mother, Chet, the girl that he stabbed. Elephant tongue lady. Elephant tongue lady. Who he tried to strangle like three times and put in the trunk of a car and pushed it into right. a lake. Yeah, we never and really talked about that. And she still wasn't dead. It was it was incredible, really. Because like, okay, but hold that thought because okay, yeah. let me because fi- otherwise I'm gonna forget. Yes, okay. So he burns down the house, goes out through the basement. She his wife finds him. She's like, "Oh, Norman, you're alive!" And he's like, "I'm free now." And then he oh he fell off the stairs at one point and busted his leg, so he's like limping. Yeah, it then and she's like helping him along. Yeah, it then cuts to morning, and the house is smoldering. The house is smoldering. Out. There's firefighters around, and they're in like the exact same spot, still like limping away. Like they made it like six feet. <laughs> it took them all night to, to limp that far. Apparently, like, apparently, yeah. That was it's just a hard cut. Oh, hard the cut. To best because like. There's this movie does try to do some like creative transitions. Some work better than others. Um, There's one good one. Yeah, that was the the coffin one. Yeah, when when the face 
when the face is revealed of his father and then the dude goes to like close the coffin then like we hear the, we hear the slamming of the coffin and all of a sudden present day norman is there at the funeral and he looks at the coffin and he's like kind of worried and then it mm-hmm. shows present day norman looking worried and there's that same sound but it's someone at the door yeah and i was like ooh, i liked that yeah, well, and he's also, like, leaning up against a shelf that's, like, the same color wood as the coffin. And yeah. That kind of yeah. That one was pretty good. But then other times but, it's like, Mom, let me out of the closet. And then it cuts to him as an adult with his head on the ground going, Mom, let me out of the closet. Oh, yeah. nailed it. <laughs> yeah, not, not the greatest. But, uh, yeah. That, that was just... Uh, that happened, and I was like, How fucking long... Have they been standing there? Like, the fire department showed up, put out the house, was never like, hey, get the fuck out of the way, because you're standing <laughs> on the only path up to the house. You're standing in the middle of the fucking stairs, and we're trying to put out this fire. Also, maybe, you know, do you want some oxygen or something? Because you probably inhaled a lot of smoke. Can we put one of those shiny blankets around you and get you some fucking cocoa? No! <laughs> They're just like, oh, we'll just go around you, I guess. <laughs> Moving at Fuck. five centimeters an hour. Oh, God, it's bad. Yeah, It's so bad. It's, um, it's real bad. And what a, just what an amazing way to end that film, right? Like, yeah. Golden. Golden. But like, it, it uh, has a happy ending for Norman Bates. That's yep. the weirdest thing. Like, yep. This make any sense? That that's what I meant by like it was only that last minute that we realized like oh Norman was supposed to be the protagonist this whole time. This was about his struggle, his journey, and him yeah. overcoming his his past and his inner demons. Like I thought and it was, was like, going to be the, the radio host was going to have to like go and stop him from murdering his wife. Yeah, or something, absolutely. Right? Like, How was he the protagonist of the, that's so weird? I don't know. It's so weird, and it was it was bad. It kind of makes me want to watch the other two Psycho sequels just to know, you know. I mean, I get that, but then also, no. Yeah, no. There's a lot of stuff I <laughs> actually want to watch that I don't have time to watch. So yeah, not worth it. Gonna not do that. So yeah, Oof. basically, for a Halloween episode, the other thing was like there was not really a lot of like murder. In no, this. I mean there's like. Four murders. Norman was really, really bad, apparently, at killing people. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. The, the girl <laughs> the girl who wanted to have sex with him, he stabbed a lot. Yeah. And it took a little while, but he just stabbed her, and then she died. But like we were saying before, Elephant Tongue Lady, he strangles her. In the car. In the car, but, like, makes, makes, makes her, her drive, drive. Yeah. while strangling her. And then it cuts to them by a lake, and she, like, falls out of the car, presumably dead. Yeah. He starts to drag her. Then she wakes up. Idiot. Just knocked her unconscious. Yeah. And so then there's this whole struggle with him on top of her, trying to get the cord that's around her throat taut again. And it's, like, takes kind of a weird amount of time, but manages to get it taut. And then... Yeah, and then and she's gone. Yeah, he tosses her in the trunk, pushes the car in, but like as the car's sinking, you can hear her like screaming and banging on the and trunk. The trunk starts to bang. Yeah, out. yeah, and it's like, well, she wasn't out for that long. No, and also like seriously, dude, two goes you had at it. You had yeah, two goes at it, and and instead she has to drown horribly in a trunk. Yeah, pretty fucking brutal. So. Not a talented killer. No, and like even like 
when he poisons his mom and Chet and with the strychnine, they're like vomiting, but then they're like f- trying to fight him. Yeah. And like they fall down the stairs and like they're still like vomiting and it takes forever. Yep. And then they go still. And then he drags his mother into the basement and puts her in a rocking chair. Yeah. For some reason. And she Because wakes up. at the end of the first psycho, Mrs. Bates, uh, yeah, Mrs. Bates's bones were in the cellar in a rocking chair. Oh, right, 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 right. of course. Yes, yeah. yes. But like, but there was no reason in the movie for him to do that. No, there's a lot of things that were done in this just because, just because of the of the OG of of the original. Yeah, like, um, the a boy's best friend is his mother. Line right. that's yep. from the original. That putting, yeah, in the rocking chair, that's a thing, right? I have her seed in me. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the peepholes in the in the motel. Right, he does use those. That apparently his father put there, so his father is like a grody perv. Oh, yep. So, you know, maybe it was a little bit of genetics. He's got a grody perv and a wacky wacky mom not the fun kind of wacky either no yeah i i don't i don't understand why this movie exists i wish i had never seen it that is one big pile of shit there's one big pile of shit that is one big pile of shit yeah and i mean like we had some fun joking about it and there were some good lines in there, but seriously, don't watch. I would this never movie. watch it again. Do I'd, not watch. I would this never movie. watch it again. It's so ugh. terrible. Yeah, so terrible. Yeah, even like no, no, it's no. It's just bad. I I I can't even think of like like an exception to that. Don't watch it. Like you know, unless no, there is no, no. one less. There is no one less. Whee. All right. Well, I don't even. I'm, I can't even be bothered to look up the Rotten Tomatoes score. All right. Cool. Well, that is low. Uh, but hey, if you listener have seen Psycho Two or Psycho Three, please let us know what that ride was like. Yeah. Psycho Three was directed by Anthony Perkins. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun fact. I know. Anyways. Um. Yeah, if you've seen those, let us know. Um, if you uh, like the show, you can give us a review on whatever app you're using to listen to the show uh, that you have on your phone or whatever, or right on iTunes. Uh, give us a five-star review if you don't mind, because uh, really, you've got nothing to lose, and it helps us out a lot. And then, you know, you can also leave a comment on that being like, you Fucking assholes. My name's Chet. <laughs> Why you gotta hate hate on me so much? Oh, man. <laughs> My goal is to just, like, make it impossible for me to cut out any of the Chet stuff, so it all has to stay yes, in. perfect. It's, it's part of the fabric of the episode now. Wonderful. Um, so hateful. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you, uh, yeah, and then if, the best way, honestly, to help out the show is just, like, tell someone about it. Um be like, hey, you like movies that kind of suck? These guys watch movies that kind of suck? You should listen to the show. Or, hey, Chet, these guys are fucking ragging on you, dude. <laughs> um, 
we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, uh, YouTube, basically anywhere podcasts can be found. Uh, you can get in touch with the show via email at retrocrap, uh, gmail, uh, retrocrappod at gmail.com, uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at retrocrappod. And, uh, yeah, we always like hearing from people. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, I did all the things. So, uh, happy Halloween. This is going out in October. Happy Halloween. Woo! Trick or trick, trick or trick, trick. We really need to end the show somehow. Um, you know what? I really like Chet Baker's music, and now I'm just wondering if he's an asshole. <laughs> oh, right. Chet Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Love, Lovely crooner. and like For sure. Great, great trumpeteer. Wasn't your first dance to Chet Baker? Yeah, at my wedding, yeah. Yeah. And it was... Um, Maybe we should have picked up on that sooner. I see. I always think Chet Atkins, which is like finger picking country music, like oh. old school. Oh, interesting. Uh, you find a lot of his records at like thrift stores in the record bin. They're right up Bad there. Bad sign. Roger Whitaker and oh yes, Hank Williams and so much. Nana Muscuri. So yeah, um, <clears throat> Chet Baker. Maybe he's cool. I don't know. He's probably dead. Chet Baker? Yeah. Oh, super dead. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely dead. Good. I just mean mathematically, if he was alive at this point, it probably wouldn't be good for him. Yeah. No, it's it'd be bad. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be on life support. Anyways, the episode <laughs> just keeps going. <laughs> um. Yeah, my first dance, it was to... The song Time After Time by Chet Baker, which is so unfortunate because every You're time lost that's what I think of. And we'll find it. <laughs> time after time. That's what I think of every single time. And it's like, it's not the song at all. Yeah. You know what your dance should have been, too? Time After Time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. You, you give me fever. <laughs> I was going to say. I'm hot just like an oven. I need some loving. And when I get that feeling, I want sexual healing. Oh, there it is. Sexual healing. It's good for me. Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye is great. Just put it all. Just put it out on front street. Yeah, everyone knows. It was a tie between that and uh, (laughs) Queen's body language. Ooh. Body language. <laughs> they did not play body language when I saw them. Good. Yeah, it was a good call. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, so this is um, your last episode with us living in the same Provence. Mm. Um, you're moving to the other side of the country. Yep. We are going to do our best to keep the show going uh, over great distances we we were gonna try to we're gonna try long distance yeah um but that might come with technical difficulties so hopefully we make it for november um we'll see uh the goal the goal is to have an an episode out in november um yeah i think we can do it i think we can i think we can do it i think we've already we've pre-recorded for this month so that gives us a whole month whole month yeah and a bit to 
to figure out how to do it. So cool. And that one will be Doctor Who the movie. Looking forward to it. Um, we promised a listener. And if there's one thing that we hold so dear, it's our listeners. <laughs> it's our listeners. Regardless of their name, damn it. <laughs> uh, Chet, you're all right. I hope. We'll find out. Yeah, dear listener, uh, just uh, I hope we didn't email in what your name is so we can make fun of you for it. I mean, if people want us to make fun of them on the podcast, like I totally will. <laughs> people are like emailing, like, "Hey, my name's Josh, and I uh, I work in a lumber mill. Maybe make you know make a joke about that." I'd totally do it. I'm not gonna waste good material now, just in case Josh from the lumber mill does <laughs> email. I'm not gonna give it away for for free. He's got to request it, but. I'm just saying, I'm not opposed to making fun of people should they desire that. So Yeah, I mean, give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Let them eat cake, I say. And with that, thank you for listening to the show, and keep watching crap. Got there. <laughs>